Good morning. Good morning, my friends. Elliot Lane here with Benzinga's Cannabis Daily. Y'all, we are underwater. We are being flooded with numbers. I see ones. I see millions. I see negative millions. Earnings is upon us today and yesterday. Um, I'm only going to get through a certain few tickers, but I do recommend you head to Benzinga.com slash cannabis to check out all of these earnings reports. There are so many, so, so many. And if you are an investor in the space, it is important to understand and to know the financial health of these companies. Uh, we will go through some of these. We'll go through some of these other headlines that are happening today and give uh, a few opinions at the end of this. Uh, stay tuned for that. But overall, check out Benzinga.com slash cannabis for all your news throughout the day. All right, let's dive in. We're starting with one of the few non-earnings headlines we have today. Good morning, James. Thank you so much for writing in. Per Brightfield Group, 73% of Canadian bud tenders say it's important to try a product before recommending it. James, I believe you're starting a dispensary. Let me know if you feel that is true or not. But that does seem like an important note for marketers uh, of brands to make sure that bud tenders are trying your products and have your product available to them. Because uh, that seems to be a very important sticking point for bud tenders, at least in the Great White North. I'm assuming it's probably a similar sentiment here in the U.S. The new Tilt Holdings CEO, interim CEO, I should say, Tim Condor, pledges frugality post their first quarter earnings, specifically referencing their net loss of just about $5 million in the quarter. It was a significant improvement from Q4 of negative $70.1 million uh, at the end of last year. Delta 9, DLTNF, reports their first quarter net revenue of $16.9 million, up 35% year-over-year, adjusted EBITDA loss of $476,000, but that was an improvement from negative $1.7 million year-over-year. So Delta 9, I really feel like it's been a steady flow of good news. Um, so I, I would say good news is relative to this industry, right, and relative to the market that you're in because there's always bad news. I would say in cannabis, uh, but you look for companies that can still stand on solid ground right now. And Delta 9 seems to be one of them. Safe Harbor Financial, SHF reports first quarter, their revenue up 150% year over year to 4.2 million, processed a record $1.1 billion in deposits, up 33%. Their monthly average number of accounts at 993 up 68% year over year from 590 average accounts per month. Uh, same quarter last year, $8.6 million in cash on hand. Seems like a solid report for Safe Harbor. Other earnings from yesterday to check out. Uh, Forefront, FFNTF, Planet 13, PLNHF, Green Lane, GNLN, Glasshouse, GLASF, CBDMD, CV Sciences, uh, again, Tilt Holdings, and actually several others uh, from the last 24 hours there. Custom Cones USA is launching a giving back initiative for veterans this Memorial Day and July 4th, as well as supporting Pride Month and LGBTQ plus rights. For Memorial Day and July 4th, they are donating 10% of all profits made from special American flag-themed pre-roll cones to a select organization. For Pride Month, they're donating 10% of all profits of a special Pride flag-themed pre-roll cones to the Drag Defense Fund by ACLU. So Custom Cones truly um, doing some great initiatives there this summer. Uh, so props to them. 
Earnings from today that we're not going to go over in this because I chose other ones. Uh, Intercure seemed to actually have pretty good earnings. INCR, Care Therapeutics, Indiva, NDVAF, a leading edibles player in the Canadian market. And Red, White, and Bloom, RWBYF, a multi-state operator headquartered uh, out of, I believe, Michigan and or Florida. I don't know. They operate in both. Uh, so all that said, check out those earnings on Benzinga from this morning. Flora Growth Corp, FLGC on the NASDAQ reports their first quarter. Uh, they did just go under a change in leadership. Uh, they had $20.1 million in revenue, up 307% year over year. Their house of brands contributed $14.2 million, while wholesale drove $8 million roundabouts. Net loss of just under $4 million improvement year over year from just under $8 million of a loss uh, last year. Their new leadership says they will focus on organic revenue growth and reducing expenses. Uh, similar trends, as we've heard from a lot of leadership over the past several quarters. Adjusted EBITDA loss of $1.4 million. It is an improvement from negative $3.4 million year over year. All right, we're going to race through some of these other ones. But again, more details on Benzinga.com. Air Wellness, AYRWF, revenue up 18% year over year. The pretty significant top 10 plant-touching company in the U.S., uh, the revenue was $117.7 million, which was actually down 3% sequentially. Uh, adjusted EBITDA of $26.3 million, up $2 million sequentially and $10 million year over year. Operating loss of $21.7 million, improved massively sequentially, uh, but a slightly higher loss year over year. InMed Pharmaceuticals, INM on the NASDAQ. This stock is actually relatively volatile uh, if you're interested in, in looking at one that is... is um, it can be more exciting, we'll say. They completed enrollment in their phase two clinical trials. So they did have 120% sequential revenue growth in their Bay Medica side, which uh, think of uh, API ingredients players when it comes to cannabinoids. They are one of those uh, major companies in that uh, in the cannabis space for that. Ianthus, ITHUF on the OTC reports their first quarter revenue of $36.8 million down 2.2% sequentially and 14.1% year over year. Net loss of 18.6 million was an improvement from negative 43.7 million sequentially, uh, but worse than Q1 2022, uh, which was negative 10 million. Adjusted EBITDA flipped to 900,000, positive from negative 1 million uh, on sequentially. And goodness growth holdings, last one I'm going to go over today, GD and SF on the OTC reports, their first quarter revenue of 19.1 million, up 22.2% year over year, adjusted EBITDA of 1.4 million improvement from negative 10.7 million year over year. Y'all, it's a lot of numbers. It's a lot of, oh my God, why did I not turn this guy off two minutes ago? But what I'm going to say is earnings, um, they're, they were okay, right? They're, they're not great, uh, but they have been a lot worse <laughs> in terms of sentiment. Uh, maybe that's a mix of excitement for safe banking, but it does seem uh, like people are, ultimately not happy with earnings. You can see that in MSOS last week, the the plunge before uh, the Senate Banking Committee hearing even happened. But I do think there are some positive companies to come out of this. So don't look at each company uh, under the umbrella of sentiment because there are some positive ones out there. Um, Nichelle Santos, congratulations, Safe Harbor, found a problem and solved it. Uh, James Tundador uh, referencing our, our bud tender um, stat earlier, you can tell a product uh, effectively, or you can't sell a product effectively if you don't believe in it. Absolutely. And that is cannabis in a nutshell, y'all. Thank you so much. This is a longer episode. Appreciate you staying with me and tuning in. We will see you again tomorrow. Have a great one. 
Hey, investors, thanks so much for tuning in to Benzinga's Cannabis Daily Stock Picks and News Podcast every day pre-market. Uh, once again, this is not financial advice. Please do your own research. We hope we bring you the best and most efficient news for your investing. Continue to find us on Benzinga.com slash cannabis, Benzinga.com slash podcasts, or on YouTube on Benzinga's channel.